Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Will the Rays have a fire sale? Should they have a fire sale? That's up to bat on this edition of the Rick and Tom podcast. Hey, everybody. Tom Jones, Rick Straub, Tampa Bay Times. Our producer, Steve Versnick. It's hot stove time, Rick. We'll take a break from the Bucks since the Bucks are off for a couple of days here. But we have the winter baseball meetings going on over in Orlando. And this could turn out to be a big couple of weeks for the Tampa Bay Rays. Lots of rumors are going to dump players, are going to dump salary names coming out, like Evan Longoria, Chris Archer, Jake Odorizzi, Alex Colomay, all being mentioned. They all could go. Some of them could go. If you're a Rays fan, Rick, tell me why I should be interested in the upcoming season. It sounds like this is turning into a complete fire sale and a complete tank job, and they're turning into Houston Astros, in which case I'll be interested in three years from now, not now. Uh, right, and not enough people are interested in now anyway to prevent them from doing this because even when they're, you know, they, I mean, they can continue to try to thread this needle as they've done for many, many years now, and, and you know, the aim is going to be somewhere around 82 games, um, and they're going to fall short, or um, the thing to do now in baseball, it would seem, after the Cleveland Indians and the Cubs and, and the Houston Astros is, you know, especially if you're a small market team, strip it down. Hope you can develop and and draft players, uh, get young prospects, hit on one or two of them, and and build around those guys. And and I, this makes so much sense to me as far as the way the Rays want to do business, um, in particular since you know they they don't have any money. But you're talking about, I, I think this could be an enormous dump. I mean, you're talking about Evan Longoria. Think about that for a minute. Um, maybe maybe a Wilson Ramos and Dickerson, Hechevaria and. You know, Kevin Kiermeyer might even be in the discussion. I mean, Jeez. who knows? Who knows how far uh, this sort of, of discussion will go? But to me, it's like you have to. If you're going to do it, you got to you got to rip the bandaid off. You got to rip it all the way off. Admit what you're being. Admit admit you're going to lose a hundred and something games the next year or two, and go for it because otherwise we're going to be in this con- complete continued cycle. You know of you know, pretending you have a chance against the the evil empire and the Giancarlo Stantons of the world. We'll get to what ended up happening with the Marlins and the Yankees and that in just a little bit because there are some parallels there. But I will say this, Rick, at the same time, I'm not sure that the Rays fans, even if they know the plan at this point, are willing to swallow it. I think it would be a really tough pill to swallow if you turned around and told me they're going to dump Evan Longoria and Chris Archer and Jake Odorizzi and if they even go as far as people like Kevin Kiermaier. I, I really... I really would have a hard time believing that the Rays fans are going to be on board with that. Even if they said, look, even with Evan Longoria, we're not winning it. We're finishing last place. And and his, and his sort of the window to trade him is running out. He, he has the, the 10-5 deal coming up at the start of April. He's also probably at the highest. He's His trade value goes down every day. Every day that passes, his trade value goes down a little bit more. So uh, I, I get all the reasons why you would do it, but I cannot believe Rays fans will be okay with this as they sit through two or three 100 or 90 lost seasons. I, I just think they're, they would be fed up at this point because I think this ownership already has a reputation of not spending money, and this would be just another reason for, for fans to say, you know what, 
get back to me if you ever win again. That's when I'll come back. I think that the fans would say that, and yet, um, I, I, you know, did did the fans say that in Chicago or Cleveland or Houston? Um, I'm sure they had they had their moments when they were losing 100 games a year. But you know what? All three of those teams played in the World Series, and two of them won them. So I'm not saying that this is you know this is great news for Rays fans. I think it's just the opposite. I mean, just the you know the one you know the face of the franchise, the babe, uh, who is you know given credit for showing up every single day is still a draw. You can still hear Tantric as he comes to the plate and get a little goosebump and a little little weepy and sentimental. Without him, um, you know, without some of these players we mentioned, it's going to be all a bunch just a bunch of dudes from Durham and from various organizations. But but you know, there comes a time when you have to admit what you're doing isn't any good either. Uh, they're last in attendance every year. Yeah. Um, they're, they they haven't, you know, been in the postseason now for a number of years. It's unlikely they can, you know, keep the band together because, frankly, the band wasn't making very good music anyway. So, you know, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not giving a hall pass here to the owner who clearly, you know, isn't going to spend much money on this product until he gets a new stadium or moves it someplace else. But this is not unique to the Rays. Um, this is happening in baseball. I don't know that it's good for baseball, but it's happening. And I think you're going to see a lot of teams trying to take, you know, it's a copycat league. And I think you see teams take this tack. It's funny. You could see a situation where you got like 10 teams all tanking at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Tanking works if you're the only guy doing it, you know, or That's one of right. only two teams That's doing right. it. But a bunch of teams. Here's the thing that I think will, will get people a little bit uh, skeptical that this is going to work in Tampa Bay. Because you mentioned two of the teams that really stand out who really went this route were the Cubs and the Astros, both win World Series, the last two World Series champions. And when you look back, what the Cubs did, and I wrote I wrote about this in, in the Tampa Bay Times, from 2010 to 2013, they they went into the tank. They lost, this, the, in four years, they lost 87, 91, 101, and 96 games. But during that time, here's who they picked up, either through trades, like prospects, they traded veterans yeah. for prospects, or drafted guys. Right. And that is Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Kyle Schwarber, Javi Baez. I mean, that's that. There's your nucleus right there. Your yep. your champion. The Astros, same thing from 2011 to 2014. They lost 100 games three years in a row. Mm -hmm. But during that time, what did they do? George Springer, Carlos Correa, Lance McCullers Jr. among, and then they signed Altuve a couple of years before that. But here's the thing, Rick. If I thought that the Rays could draft like <laughs> guys like Anthony Rizzo, you know, yeah, and and yeah. Chris Bryant and yeah. and Carlos Correa, I'd be all on board of this. Yeah. But I don't think they can. I don't know. They haven't proven they can draft. Here's another thing. Once the Cubs got to a point where these guys were coming of age, Rizzo and Bryant and Schwarber and all those guys, what did they do? They went out and they picked Bought up free agents. guys like John Lackey and John yeah. Lester and Ben Zobrist and Jason Hayward. And yeah. meanwhile, Houston, what did they do? They, they had the biggest pickup of all last year when they went out and they traded for Justin Verlander, who's making $20 million. I don't know if the Rays ever get good enough that they would go ahead and make a, that type of move where they'd go out and get Justin Verlander. So that's why I think fans are probably really skeptical. I think they're sitting there thinking, we're going to have to sit through the 100 lost seasons, and then at the end of that rainbow, I'm not sure there's a pot of gold anyway. It's, well, it's, yeah, you, it's, you it's an 85-win season. You know, you raise a good point because the, this team, is, at least with respect to position players, has been unable to draft and develop virtually anyone um, you know, since the group in 08 that, that won, or went to the World Series. So that's true. And, and yet, um, because of that, and maybe, maybe more so uh, out of necessity, 
they have an opportunity to go steal somebody else's prospects. I mean, you know, they didn't draft these guys, um, but if you have some, if you have some valuable players, and I, again, I don't know what Longoria can fetch. I mean, we just saw, you know, this was a salary dump by the Marlins. They got back, you no, know. No, this is Sterling a really good Ca- point that you're about to make here. They got back Sterling Castro and you know a bag of donuts, two and, fungos, and and, yeah. and then had and then had to pay thirty million dollars on top yeah, of it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know that that was a weird one, um, but in this case, if you know the Rays' lack of drafting ability has been so bad, then maybe the only way to re- replenish those prospects is to actually trade some guys while they still have some value because Longoria isn't going to have any value beyond this year. And in addition to having a no trade clause, I mean, he's coming off a 20 home run season, you know, mm-hmm. and he's 32 years old. So I don't, I don't see him, I don't see him having a better year or many better years and he's not getting younger. Uh, so I think this is the year they have to do it. I look at Evan Longoria. You're right, Rick. If I'm a contender out there and I could use a third baseman, certainly Evan Longoria interests me. He's a guy that's going to show up every Mm -hmm. day. He's a gold glove, third baseman still. He just won the gold glove. Um, He can still maybe hit the 18 to 20 homers. And if you put him in the lineup where he's hitting sixth instead of hitting third or fourth, he might be a really productive player for you. I just don't know that I'm going to give up a really good prospect for Evan Longoria. Maybe I will. Maybe you can find a team out there that does it. I just think with Evan Longoria, Rick, it'll be just a psychological Gut oh, punch to the fan base. You know, you could, you could trade. I think probably the worst that's ever happened was well, probably when they traded David Price. I'm thinking that that was like mm-hmm, the one trade yeah. that really got everybody. Like even James Shields, you sort of figured out what they were doing because they were mm-hmm. getting back Will Myers at the time. Um, you know, and early on, Scott Casmer got traded, but they were in first place and they ended up winning the division that year anyway. It's it's um, you didn't you, they were still in their window. This feels like giving up, and this feels like. You're talking, like, as you mentioned, you call him the babe. We jokingly call him the babe. He yeah. is the greatest player in this franchise's history. I just yeah. think psychologically it would do such damage that I think the franchise would have a hard time. They wouldn't recover until they start winning, I think. And yet we saw Albert Pujols leave the Cardinals, and they still survived. But the Cardinals were still good. I know. This is going to be bad. They're, they it's, didn't it's, go out and lose 100 games. In I understand that. My point is, is that we still, you do see iconic players from various teams move on. I mean, he can't play here forever, and he's not playing at the level that you want him to. The question is, are you going to get enough back to take the kind of hit at the front off and at the gate that you're going to get when you when you remove the one face of the franchise you've had? Um, that's a cost-benefit analysis. Like, is there is there really any trade value for him? And if there's not, why are you doing it? Because um, he's still a relative bargain. But again, it's a business. You know, he's still... They're still on the hook for a lot of money that they owe Evan Longoria over the next seven, six, seven years. Um, so you know they have lots of motivation in dollars and cents, and it, you know, they haven't won. They're not going to win. No one's going to come in the game if they did win all that much. So you know this is they're they're in limbo as a franchise. And oh yeah, it looks like they're going to try to reinvent the baseball as as other teams have suggested. But it looks like they're going to be the ones out front again with this hard-to-sell-to-your-pitching-staff notion of our starters are going through the lineup twice and then we're yanking them. So this is going to be an unmitigated oh, disaster. There's the all kinds of, of bad vibes that are going to happen at Tropicana Field. So maybe you want to do your experiments in front of as few people as possible. I don't well, know. Well, and I think yeah, maybe that's true, too. And I'll tell you who else. James Andrews should set up a shop next to Ferg's. <laughs> bar because I'm telling you it's going to be a a, re- a revolving door to his office. Uh you know, Rick, there's you mentioned 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Something that made me think of, of this. There's no easy way to sort of um, part with a superstar. Never. You were, I, I was covering the lightning at the time, so I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I, I was here for this, but I don't remember it as well as you do because you were covering mm-hmm. the team. The Bucks got to a point where they sort of had to move on from yep. guys like Sorry, Warren Sapp and John, good, John, very Lynch good comparison. Now, and like I said, I don't remember it well enough because I was so immersed in the lightning yeah. at the time, but did, how did the fan base react to that? I mean, it took Awfully. them a while, right? Yeah. It was terrible, uh, and you know, and we talked. You know, Mark Dominic did that. Um, the the Bucks was actually coincided with the firing of John Gruden, and had a lot to do with it. In that, you know, John is a guy that was always going to want free agents, liked older players, didn't have patience to draft and develop guys. Obviously, Bruce Allen wasn't any good at it. Uh, and then they had um, three years when the CBA wasn't extended. The poison pill for the players was they had three years of uncapped. Uh, uncapped years, which meant not only could you spend as much as you wanted, there was no floor. There was you could control your bottom line. So a three-year window of saying we can spend one dollar or we can spend one hundred and fifty million dollars. Well, they went the one-dollar route, and and it was awful. I mean, I I remember getting and and literally Derek Brooks was released in a one-paragraph uh, release that was issued by you know, on behalf of the Bucks and Mark Dominic that essentially. Also included in the release, didn't have his own, included Warwick Dunn, Cato June, uh, and uh, somebody else, you know, that was a mm-hmm. veteran at the time. And, in fact, I remember, you know, Brooks wasn't sure whether he's going to be available, not available. I mean, he was stunned that they cut him when they did, but they told him that was the plan. And he ended up, sadly, being in that auditorium where we do press conferences with no Bucks gear, wearing Florida State colors, and said his goodbye, and and as it turned out, never played again a down of football, and and the fans thought it was awful. They thought it was awful when Lynch moved on to Denver. They thought it was awful when Sap went to Oakland. Mm-hmm. There is no easy way to part with iconic players, and very few actually end their careers where it starts. You don't go out on your own terms, um, and so you know I I think sometimes it's better if you're if you're committed to it, it's better just to rip the bandaid off, and I mean. Rip it all the way off, you know. If you're gonna if you're gonna deal Longoria, deal Archer, deal Odorizzi, deal whoever you need to deal, but do it in one swoop, and hope that your baseball people are good enough to identify uh, and get back enough prospects to where this thing gets built in a couple of years and gets built the right way. Let me. I understand the the Longoria aspect of this because Evan Longoria, as we mentioned, he's not getting any younger. He he seems like every year now is going to be a little bit worse than the year before, and he's never going to be that. I I can't anticipate he's going to be that guy who hits thirty five or forty homer. He never hit forty, but thirty a thirty five homer guy, and he's not going to drive in one hundred and ten runs anymore. Uh, and and he's coming up to the point where if you don't trade him, then he has control. He can veto a trade. Not mm-hmm. not that I, he would. I think he would agree to any trade at that point. Um, if if the Rays really want to do that, not anywhere. But not anywhere. Well, maybe not anywhere. But if they trade him to somewhere, he's you know 
and, but that and limit that limits the ball club's ability maybe, to trade. Maybe, but I can. Under, the point is, I can understand why there's time is of the essence. Now, yeah. his value is going down, and you're also up against the deadline of him being able to veto trades. I get all that. What I don't get is I'll throw out there a guy like Chris Archer. Now, people can debate whether you even want Chris Archer anymore and whether he's overrated and whether he truly is a top of the rotation pitcher. That's besides the point. This, If they were to trade him, it would be because of salary. Here's the thing, Rick, with him. He's still a young enough pitcher. He's on, I think he's four more years for another, I think they owe him about $34 million, somewhere around there, which is pretty reasonable when you think about it. And reading Mark Topkin's story, where he asked, you know, because they were they were so who's in on who's in on Chris Archer right now? And there's teams like the Braves and the Brewers and the Twins and the Cardinals and the Cubs are all and and I guess Topkin talked to one major league executive and he said, "How many teams do you think are in on Archer?" He goes, "Who isn't in on Archer? Everybody's in on Archer." Mm-hmm. So if everybody in baseball wants this guy and he's still pretty young, relatively speaking, and you're and he's making not crazy money, then why are you trading him? You know, I mean, don't keep a couple of guys around. Man. Well, or, or is it? Do you see it like, man, we need so much help. He can get us a bunch of guys, mm-hmm. so we can trade him for three guys who are going to be playing for us in, in three years, four years. Yeah, and 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 you've proven that that he's he by himself or as the ace of your staff or whatever role you 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 see him in right now is not able to push you over the top. I mean, he's he's lost twenty, he's lost nineteen games or eighteen games before. Um, you know, and and you can and yet you know he's also. Am I wrong about this? I think Chris Archer is going to be 29 years old. You might be right. I mean, he's he's pushing on you know getting up there at 30. And oh, by the way, if you if you chart these things, has a lot of innings in him, buddy. This guy pitches, yeah, and that, that's a good thing when you're when you're counting on him every five days. But if you've had him for a few years, you know what's coming down the road. So um, I think people around baseball would would be very excited about Chris Archer. And they're probably, you know, everybody's looking for pitching. They've done this before with David Price. They've done this before with James Shields, right around that age. Um, you know, I I can completely see it. I mean, you know, you got to give something to get something. It, it just it just comes down to that. And and I I don't think there should there will be any sacred cows over there. I think, like I said, if you, if this is the direction you're going, and it sure feels like it, if this is the direction you're going, you rip the bandaid off. You you bring in as many great prospects as you can identify from other places, and you start the process. And then you know if everything converges right, these guys play a couple years, you know, get their brain speed out a little bit. Then you get into a new ballpark in Tampa or St. Petersburg, about the time that they're hitting their stride. And then with the new revenues from that, you have a chance to go out and augment it with free agency. I would assume that's the plan. I really don't know. No, I think you're right. To be fair about this, as I was getting right, ready to write the column, which is now up on TampaBay.com uh, and in the Tampa Bay Times, I talked to Mark Topkin, and Topkin said, look, it's not going to bottom out as bad as you think it is. He he has confidence that the young guys that they have in their system right now are going to develop, and they're going to develop quickly. He feels pretty confident that they have what will turn out to be a pretty good nucleus, and it mm-hmm. may be further down the road than we, th- or they they may be developed further down the road than we, than I'm giving them credit for. So he doesn't think it's going to be a total bottoming out of three yeah. years of a hundred losses every year. I'm, I don't know that for a right. fact, but that's what Mark says, and he said it's not going to be as bad as Houston. Well, Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, what 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 was their win record last year? How did they win eighty? Right, right, close. They came up just short of that. Just short of it, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, is it reasonable to think you could win 79, 78 games with with the guys that that they're going to put out there? Yeah, probably. Maybe not in the AL East. I don't know, but but maybe. It's not going to be that much shy of that. I guess the way you could look at it, too, is to say, okay, it's not like they won 86 or 87 and they missed right. a wild card by three or four games, and all they have to do is go out and sign one pitcher. That's right. That's probably not the case. They look at it and say, well, look, we're, we're moving further away, even if we keep everybody. Yeah. You know, Longoria's a year older. Now we get you know, they get Matt Duffy back, which could help. He could play um, third, right? You know, so, I mean, maybe event they figure eventually we're, we're going to get uh, – you know, we, we weren't we – weren't, over the next year or two, we weren't going to get much better anyway, even if we kept everybody and signed That's a right. couple of guys on to that. So, meanwhile, in Miami, Rick, this John Carlos Stanton, I just think this is an awful trade for baseball. I'm a big believer in when the Yankees are good, baseball's good. And I don't even, uh, it's not that that's not an endorsement of the Yankees. I just think they're they're an interesting team and, and they get a lot of good coverage. Um, getting Stanton, no, this is ridiculous for giving up what they got. And if you're a Marlins fan, seriously, why they've been through this four times now, you know. Now, at least they have a couple World Series to show for it. But if you're a Miami Marlins fan, why that that's the greatest player you're ever going to have, and you just trade him for three nothings? Why would you Why would you want to support that team at this point? I don't know that I would. I think I'd be very upset. Um, you know, by the same token, even with him, they've they've not been very good. And you know, to John Carlos' point, I think he said he's had eight managers in eight years or something like that. So they're not they're not really sticking to any plan. Um, the other thing is, you know, with the, with Jeter, I mean, what a way to start your ownership group, right? You go down there and you, and you trade him of all places to the Yankees, where you're now looked upon as Mister December for the Yankees, <laughs> since you you just helped them uh, in the off season, like you did in the postseason. Um, but you know, I think it's horrible for baseball in this sense, in that you, you can't you can't have a deal. I'm surprised they approved this deal. You know, Major League Baseball is supposed to approve deals. Mm-hmm. I don't see how you approve a deal whereby you lose a guy who you know hits 50 home runs uh, and you get back Sterling Castro and a bunch of nobodies, and then you have to pay $30 million for the yes. privilege of trading him to the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees need $30 million. Like The whole purpose of trading him was to dump his salary. Now, look. I don't know that the Yankees like it, it, on paper. This looks like amazing. You got two two guys that could both. I mean, this could be Maris and Mantle. Yeah. Um. You know, literally. Hundred I mean, home six, runs. They could hit a yeah. hundred home runs between. Yeah. Two they, of them. I mean, between between the two of them, they hit as many home runs as some teams last year. Um, but I also don't know that, you know, in the long term, three hundred and fifty million dollars, you know, in the next ten years is going to pay off for New York either. Um, but it just seems to me like baseball should have said, no, 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 no. It's got to be more than Sterling. It's got to be more than this. You, you can't, you can't trade him just merely to not only dump salary, but then actually pay the Yankees his his first year salary. Well, and if I'm in Miami too, and this is the question starting to get asked on there is, is this new ownership group apparently needs money already? They're in debt. Like, how sure. did this deal? You want to talk about deals getting approved? How did their ownership deal? Get improved, but they got got they got goo goo eyes when they saw Jeter's name on it. Yeah. Who only and he only owns. You know like what they are? You know the what team. they are? They're house poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know you buy yeah. you know you buy that big house, you stretch, yeah. you know you want to get in a big house, you're like okay great, and then you're looking at a bunch of empty rooms that you can't furnish because yeah. you know and you're not you going out to cable dinner and you can't yeah, yeah. You can't, yeah. You're you know, it's a really nice house and now and yeah. now we're we're scrounging just to just to live. 
So once again, somebody has a little bit worse than the Tampa Bay Rays, which is good, but not, <laughs> that, not that much worse. Yeah, so, right. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. You can check us out on iTunes. Subscribe to us. iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on Twitter, at Rick Tom Podcast, at NFL Stroud, at Tom W. Jones. Once again, our producer is Steve Versnick. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.